This is a real ad, paid for by a real guy named Alan. Have you heard about Alan? These days, he's all anyone around here talks about. Alan, what a guy. You know what? He's a guy who exists. What a nice thing. But what does Alan do? Well, he's around. He wears socks on some days. Alan, what a guy. In middle school, he liked some music he's embarrassed to talk about now. What a dude. He's 6'3". What a height. Tall enough to reach up high things, but not tall enough to give you a backache when you make out with him. Hey, you know what I'm talking about, Alan. Alan, what a guy. What a thoughtful height to be. Alan, he's 215 pounds, roughly, depending on whether you weigh him before or after a bowel movement. What a dude. Sometimes he eats cereal. What a concept. Alan, he really doesn't do much, but what he does, he does so well. What an Alan. Alan? Alan. This was an ad paid for by Alan, for Alan, from Alan, with Alan, only for Alan. Yes, come to see you. Was in a Benson Jack, Benson Joe. Benson Jack, Benson episode 184 of up for discussion an emotionally honest comedy podcast where we take your questions and dish out hot truths and tasty Tasty goofs i'm tom zalatni i'm kate bradley and we've got a guest joining us in the studio today who's the guest guest? the chief copywriter at the upford network and also the host of the yeah podcast and is also carrying my child <laughs> yep hello. she is hello tefer ajemian hello welcome i should point out i'm one of the hosts of the yeah podcast that's true i am joined on the yeah podcast by hannah bailey i thought she was going to say one of the people who's <laughs> carrying tom's child <laughs> I, <that> wow. <laughs> we don't talk about simon <laughs> it's news to me <laughs> <laughs> we don't talk about simon. Yeah. Um, oh man this is it guys this is the show the comedy show that we do where yeah. we talk and get real yeah, so real and who's better at getting real than someone who reads books yeah because you have to know the, the the difference between right and wrong because if you were to pick up a book not knowing the difference between reality and, and fiction you i mean yeah i i could say i could point out that i spent like a great deal of my life reading books in order to not deal with reality yes mm. by choice mm. not by psychosis Correct. Well, <laughs> well, okay. I've heard it's a, it's what a lot of people do. Yeah, mm-hmm. that makes sense. Escapism. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Well, I've learned as an adult that one of the hallmarks of my particular brand of mental illness uh-huh. is a very strong drive for escapism. Mm-hmm. So when I discovered that, it made a great deal of sense to me that I spent basically my entire childhood and youth completely immersed in fiction and uh, not dealing with real life mm-hmm. at all. Yeah. 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 The Netflix is, is the version for the uh, less patient. We didn't have Netflix <laughs> yeah, then. Yeah, no, I know. I know. My goodness. I did have a phase when I read. Yeah. I read a couple big books. Mm-hmm. I loved them. Dictionary. I ate them up. No. Roger's the source. No, no, not that one. Which no. books did you eat, Kate Bradley? I ate uh, The Pillars of the Earth, um, which is a story covering the construction of a cathedral over a couple centuries. Oh. Yes, um, yes, I know about this one. Yeah. But I also just appreciate that I ate The Pillars of the Earth. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very dramatic yeah, statement. That's true, that's true. There was a... Um, I'm going to get real, Tom. You ready? Going to get real already? There was a passage in the book where one of the female characters is washing herself uh, and a guy is watching her and and, and getting aroused. And I would would masturbate to that (laughs) bit. Things we have now learned about Kate Bradley. That's what I would do. 
Yeah. That's fair. What's the weirdest thing? Is that the weirdest thing you've ever masturbated to? Because no. I got mine locked and loaded. I have, but I will not say what it is. Jeffrey <laughs> looks mortified. <laughs> Do you want to share? When I was like six, so it was before I was I could really <laughs> masturbate, but when I was young enough or old enough already that I was like actively touching my genitals. Yeah, on a yeah, basis. like in the early erotic <laughs> imagination. Yeah. It's it's yeah. you know like boys out there who are listening penist folk who are who are listening to this uh you can definitely kind of get something out of it even before you're like you hit puberty like oh, there's something yeah, yeah, there's yeah, something yeah. that's not just oh, penis yeah. folk that's okay cool. yeah. yeah oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so right of course because you always see like little you don't girls understand. just rubbing themselves on couches exactly that's a thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah um so <laughs> well not always but you know um so i was probably like six or seven when i started doing this mm-hmm. and i distinctly remember doing this frequently during rugrats which is a horrible <laughs> horrible thing what part <laughs> just in general Wow. Yeah. You're like, they're having fun. I'm going to have fun. (laughs) You know, that's it. And Sailor Moon. It was Rugrats and Sailor Moon. That makes sense. One of those makes perfect sense. Yeah. And the other, you know. Well, okay. Since since you shared that, I will say that it was um, a a Radiohead uh, animated video where at one point. The, go- the dude gets, a- I think he gets his limbs chopped off or something, and he, and he goes to the bottom of the ocean. Anyways, there's a mermaid, and she ha- she she her breasts are out, and they mm-hmm. bounce. Mm-hmm. And um, so I recorded it on VHS, and I would rewind it. <laughs> <laughs> um, it wasn't the guy's limbs being chopped off, by the right, way. Right. It was the bouncy mm-hmm. boobies. Right, right. That right. makes yeah. sense. Mermaid yeah. boobs. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I guess I can contribute, because yes. I, I don't know. I'll I'll contribute one of yeah oh yeah <laughs> one of um, but uh, it would be like um, I went through a real like Renaissance painting stage. Oh. We had this uh, cassette tape of Carmina Burana, mm-hmm, which mm-hmm. had a cover illustration that had some like Rubenesque naked ladies on it, mm-hmm. and I found that very titillating. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And there oh, were I, understand that. I don't know cherubs showing off their buttholes. <laughs> <laughs> What actively like yeah. s- like spreading yeah. their yeah. cheeks? Yeah, well, that's at least how I interpreted it. I'm oh sure God. if I found this um, as an adult, I, I would maybe have a different take. On it. <laughs> that's incredible. Oh. Um, well, yeah. thanks everyone for yeah. that. Uh, yeah. That's that that lovely beginning to this emotionally honest Feels podcast. So much closer. So much closer yeah. to all. Of yes. Us. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Guys, there's a fly in this room. There's a fly. Yeah. Uh, so if you hear us like suddenly smack something during the recording. I thought you were going to say that like if you uh, you hear us suddenly start masturbating, it's because we were aroused by, strangely aroused by the fly. Strangely? I mean, well, because we were talking about strange things that turned us on. I could see how smacking could be interpreted. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah. If yeah. you hear us smacking it, it's probably <laughs> just the fly. <laughs> we actually turned on the fourth microphone just in case the fly wants to hop on there and just kind of. Smack it. Smack it. I got to learn some lady masturbation words, though, because I keep saying stuff like jerking it and, and beat one out. And it's like, those aren't my parts. I've heard rub one out. Mm-hmm. But isn't that also That's male, male? Too, yeah. Really? But yeah. like it, like. True. Yeah, true. Yeah. That's more. Yeah. yeah that works yeah. for both. Yeah. You could do, Flicking the bean. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Polishing the bean is another <laughs> one I've heard. <laughs> I feel like that's such a a time-consuming, like precise activity. <laughs> you know, your tiny little rag that you use to. Uh, I don't know what your masturbation habits are, Kate, but <laughs> clearly they're not as refined as yours. You don't have your polishing rag. No, I don't. I don't. <laughs> I clearly need to get one. <sighs> uh, give me ten minutes. I got to go play marbles for a bit. Yes, but then you're. Marble. Marble, I guess. I gotta go play marble. <laughs> <laughs> marble madness. Um, I have I jilling off as an alternative to jacking off. Mm-hmm. Jill, mm-hmm. Jilling off? Jilling off, like Jack and Jill. They went up a hill, <gasps> etc. get it. Oh, I'm going to use that mm-hmm. one mm-hmm. to catch a pail of goosh. <laughs> <laughs> It's what happens. You know what's wild? <laughs> there are people who pay us to make this show. <laughs> I, I've got to say, I feel like I jumped right into the deep end on this one. 
<laughs> well, let's swim out of the deep end yeah. and head over to the cash corner, shall we? Yeah. <laughs> Go. Welcome to the cash corner, the part of the show where we shamelessly ask you to give us money, like all great artists. <laughs> we create for the sheer joy of birthing something new, something wonderful into the world. But also, like most great artists, we make very little money, get hungry, and occasionally don't know how to pay our bills. So if you've always longed to be a patron of the arts, drip some of those diamonds on our bohemian lifestyles and help us keep this little atelier going. Wow. If you pledge as little as a dollar a month to us at patreon.com slash up for discussion, you'll be joining the ranks of fine folks like Patrick, Gabriel, Kendallin, <laughs> Candace, Carlea, Thomas, York, Bobby, Jan, Gillian, Gillian, Angie, Sarah, Angelica, Anne, and Will. You'll get early access to bonus content, little behind-the-scenes updates, and all kinds of other sweet perks as well. And if you give us at least five dollars a month you get to submit the featured question for an episode once per cycle on the show today's featured patreon question comes from george who asks what's the most mundane recurring dream you have thanks for the thrilling question george (laughs) (laughs) do you guys have recurring dreams constantly yeah constantly they're all very mundane I, I don't really? know. I don't know how to answer this question. <laughs> Are you really? So I have I have a wild dream life, uh-huh, and I always too. have. I just dream constantly uh-huh. weird, weird, weird shit vividly. But I also have um, predictive dreams sometimes. Okay, which is not as fun as it sounds because they're not actually useful in any way. Uh-huh. I will have a recurring super mundane dream for years. And then one day it happens and I'm like, okay, that's so for an example, this actually happened this weekend. So Uh this is this is a very good time. Um, We were going to meet up with my uh, multiple, multiple siblings and their thousands of children. And we arrived at my sister's house um, before anybody had gotten there. So we were locked out. So we were on the back deck with my kid and uh I was looking at the screens on the door trying to figure out how to get in and I got a text and that was that was the scene. Okay. okay. That I have dreamed. Okay. So many mm. times before. Weird. So mm. it's not useful predictive dreams. I have dreams mm. that predict the future but only in the most <laughs> boring way. How <laughs> detailed are these? Oh, very. It'll it'll Weird. be like Usually it's just a span of like 5 minutes, 5 mm. or 10 minutes. Mm usually very boring that's that's weird i had a predictive dream once when i was a kid i Uh dreamed that these two brothers that went to the camp that i went to got in a fight because one of them whipped the towel at the you know you would spin your towel around when it was damp and like crack Mm -hmm. it at each other like a whip uh one of them whipped the other in the eye with it and then he started crying and you know people got involved and I dreamed this and then the next day it happened at camp and I was like I'm a psychic whoa mm. yeah I gotta I gotta say I gotta speak to the the dribbly wibblies in my body right now um <laughs> don't try to identify what part of my body that is <laughs> um that it's like there's a big part of me that's going like that doesn't that's not happening you know but then it's like it's also things that potentially could like it's as if your brain is is showing you so many options and then eventually it's bound to happen because it's like a sort of mundane yeah. thing yeah. but at the same time it's very odd for the brain to show that yeah. to you mm-hmm. because especially when you're so used to like do you, uh, do you have weird dreams too yeah so like that the brain's just like you know what not tonight tonight <laughs> yeah. we're just gonna yeah. just gonna go on a porch you're gonna get a text yeah. You know, it makes me it makes me really wonder. Oh, God. OK, I'm about to be an asshole. Really makes me wonder about how linear time really is. Fuck you. <laughs> Why is that assholey? I just feel like that's something some like, I don't know, some dude who you meet at the bar who's just been like talking to you mm-hmm. about all the craft beers he likes <laughs> for a really long time. Yeah. yeah and, yeah. you know, his like idea of like wild sex is that he like might swat your butt. And he's like, anyway. He's like, I just really like wonder how linear time, time really, really is. What if we're linear and time is not? I've been reading a lot of Foucault recently. <laughs> nah, he'd be That's reading Heidegger. Me. Wouldn't he? Yeah. yeah. Foucault's kinky. <laughs> Foucault sounds pendulum kinky. Thing. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> Foucault wrote such gems as Discipline and Punish. Ooh. <laughs> I'm gonna and his first read. name was Michel. <gasps> uh, I think no. he actually 
oh, I should, I've studied too much anthropology to not know much about Foucault, but I think he actually has an entire book about BDSM nice. and human sexuality. Yeah, yeah. There's um, also a Japanese porn star named Foucault, who I was pretty into in high school. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> so mundane dreams. Um, yeah, I, I think that the interesting thing with the like predictive dreams thing is it's always the the boring shit, right? You uh-huh. always predict something like pretty boring that could happen to anyone. It's your brain just being like, hey, you know, let's, you know, when you daydream and you just sit there and think about p- possible outcomes of a situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that dreams are just like, when we remember our dreams, they feel like that, but more significant, right? Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. That it's just like a, whoop, this could happen. Yeah. And then it, it does because things happen yeah but that's i mean that feeling because i've oh the, the amount of deja vus i've felt and it's like mm-hmm. i i know the science behind this but this feels fucking real but of course you can never predict anything yeah. so yeah. the fact that you've had that dream for like years and then it happens it's not just like a flicker of the brain that the thing went to the wrong part of your brain it's mm-hmm. i've seen this multiple yeah. times right yeah. And it's happened multiple times. Like, this is the most recent oh, one. Oh, right. But yeah, it yeah. has happened many times throughout my life. Mm-hmm. It's fucking weird. Have you tried to do lucid dreaming? I would love to. I never have. Because I feel like if... I mean, if I'm if I'm if I'm suppressing the doodly-woodly part of me and, and accepting the, the swish buckle, <laughs> it's easier than trying to find words. I think that's yeah, what yeah, I'm yeah, discovering. Yeah, yeah. Um, that you could feed that, like if it is happening, yeah. Then if you if you practice and and like weaponize your mind, yeah, right, <laughs> yeah. Do you want Tefra to weaponize her mind, Tom? She already has. Oh, <laughs> it would make it easier to kill flies. That, oh God, yeah. <gasps> Stop its heart, Tefers. Stop its heart. I'm gonna just focus real hard. Oh my God, do it real hard. Hear the, hear the heartbeat. I think a fly's heartbeat is a lot faster. <laughs> oh, I yeah. thought it was like your heartbeat. <laughs> Did I ever tell you about the time that I shot a bee with my brain? <laughs> no, you did not. You did not, Tom. I'm in 10th I'm in grade math class, uh-huh. sitting in the back of the class, and my friend Tyler is sitting at the other side of the room. And uh, we frequently cause trouble in all the classes we're in together. Okay. So the teacher naturally has very little patience for us at yes. this point. Um, and a, a wasp is like flying around the room. And, you know, in a high school class, if, if any bug is in the room, like chaos, class is over. You're yeah. just going to watch that bug until it leaves. And so we're all watching the bug and the math teacher's like, okay, guys, like just, just pay attention. Okay. <laughs> just ignore the bug. And we're all like, okay, yeah, yeah. Let, let's just ignore the bug, but I'm still watching it. Right. And it flies kind of toward the back window and it's like near the window. And Tyler, and I make eye contact and then I look at the bug and I point a finger gun at it and I just go Pew! and it smacks into the window <laughs> I think completely randomly right um but Tyler loses his shit because it, to him it looks like I just shot this beam oh with my brain. okay I was like no, but what do you mean completely randomly but they do sometimes move yeah. in like yeah but yeah. that is fucking crazy we got kicked out <laughs> you get you got kicked out yeah. for having superpowers yeah I, I mean that, you know. that that's a tale as old as time <clears throat> that's true yeah, yeah. We started laughing. The teacher's like, why are you laughing? I said, I just shot a bee with my oh, mind. right, yeah. <laughs> I can see how they was like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Those fuck exact you. words. <laughs> oh, but that must have felt so amazing. It was incredible. <laughs> Shit. Yeah. Yeah. So y'all are X-Men, and this is your way to tell me. That's it. She has predictive dreams. I can shoot bees with my brain. That I, I have nothing I have nothing. All I, yeah, no, yeah. I like that both of these skills are like extremely specific and dull. Yeah, of course. We're like the reject superheroes. Well, there are many. Yeah. There are. That you you can't have you can't I was gonna say Scott Summers, but like he's one of the more boring ones. Not his power, Cyclops? but Cyclops. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Without uh B what's your name? Bee hand. Bee hand. <laughs> yeah, that's the best over I've got here? today. What, what do we have over here? Oh, I feel. I feel like all the like mind control ones have names like spirit, but it can't be fun. It, can, it can't. Like it has to be. <laughs> How about like, Mundina? Mundina. I like that. Mundane, but <laughs> yeah, I like that. Mundana. Mundana. Her name was Dana, and then they realized she was kind of boring. 
Jeez, <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a lame power Dana's got over there. Yeah, a real mun Dana. <laughs> oh my god, that's funny. Hey, did you see that guy shoot a bee with his brain? <laughs> <laughs> There's actually a fun thing in um in um the Graceling trilogy. If I'm just gonna tie this to young adult lit for a second. Oh, do mm. it. Since that's what I do. Yeah. Um the Graceling trilogy by Kristen Kishore, which is one of my favorite book series but in this fantasy world there are like people with powers who are called gracelings Mm. and one of the things i really appreciated about it is that um not all of the gracelings have cool powers some of the gracelings have totally useless powers (laughs) like they can like eat an unlimited amount of food without getting sick that or, is not useless. I, I'm <laughs> sorry, Tef, How dare you? Of all the powers you could have <laughs> shared to illustrate your point, you say the one that I, clearly Tom as well, has dreamed about for yeah. years. Well, it's personally useful, but not like useful for the greater good as much. Disagree. <laughs> Prove your point, Tom. Um, How does it help others? If you then convert your poop into fertilizer... For growing of more yeah. crops. Yep, you win. Yep. You win. Tom wins. Tom wins. Tom I wins. I don't know if you would necessarily have more voluminous poop because well, this you're... is magic. Oh, is it that he can just eat and it vanishes into his body? Oh. I just assume it's a man <laughs> because that's a gross superpower. <laughs> um, but there's also someone who can open his mouth all the way. <laughs> also useful. I depending. also feel like that's, I mean, a whole pizza. But no, then you wouldn't get to enjoy the pizza. You'd get to enjoy the pizza in a way that nobody else could. That's true. (laughs) That's true. Delicious. I've been wanting a pizza with a this fly with a dough ball in the middle (gasps) for the past like week. Do they still do that? There's one place across the street that does it. I don't know any other pizza place Uh, that does it. When I was a kid, man, it was fucking the best. The pizza place across the street does that. I'm like ninety percent sure. Why have we not just? We haven't had Gotten money. We haven't had money. Okay. Yeah. I mean, okay. We've kind of had money. That fly I've, just I've, almost I've touched kind of your had face. Money. Yes. <laughs> oh, you know what I realized over the summer? You know those clouds of little bugs? Yeah. The, the tiny tinies? Uh, if you flies, just possibly. Possibly. Mm. Oh, motherfucker. Is that because they're around in May? Mm. Mostly other May months as well. Big. Oh, okay. Then what are the oh, small so boys? Oh, so not that. Nah. The tiny, the, the ones where you're just walking and there's a cloud of them. And then and then I would always be like, heh, meh, heh, meh. But they don't land on you they just explore close so like when i'm playing with my dogs i, I no longer meh, meh, which is hmm. hand swatting i uh i just let them fly yeah, yeah they are gnats apparently yeah or midges that. also midges yeah i like, like that like the archie character midge she was a secondary character she and moose dated most of the time oh yeah moose was the football player right like big guy oh so they're doing a pun <laughs> on like moose and midge is that big, a- big and little Oh yeah! Oh, yeah. it all. I makes study sense. books, books, and I write stuff. Ah, <laughs> uh, to have your brain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tefer actually writes the cash corner copy every week. Yeah, I know. I gave her a, a big, massive like, "Oh, you did good." <laughs> when I when when you when the whole diamond atelier thing. <laughs> Yeah. You can impressed. now pledge diamonds on Patreon.com. Yeah. Is- if only. There's this thing. We we now have our, our Patreon set up so that when people pledge, they get charged up front. Okay. Uh, and then they get charged on the first of the month each time. It tells them that before they right. before they sign up. Um, but it it also has this thing where if somebody changes their pledge, it does that. And somebody changed their pledge like twice last month. Uh-huh. Once it had already been set up to do that. So I think that our Patreon payout this month is going to have like an extra like hundred dollars on it or something. But did did they get fucked over? Well, like they got warned that it happened, and I think Patreon contacted them to make sure it was okay, and we oh, still okay. got the like. Oh well, cool. Yeah, so I, I think they probably went like, meh, yeah, meh, yeah. I mean, it might have been intentional, right? They yeah. might have been like, I wanted to give more money to their Indiegogo campaign, and I couldn't. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I think my most mundane dreams are all just sort of like like administrative stuff like i do so much like just sort of like spreadsheets and things in my day-to-day life that sometimes at night i just dream that i'm still doing that jesus fucking christ or i'll get the like tetris dream you know literally not always specifically tetris but there's this phenomenon where uh people who play a lot of like repetitive games like tetris or dr mario will like see it see it when they close their eyes yeah i frequently dream dr mario oh wow i would have that like eyes closed thing but not actual dream life okay yeah yeah my my um 
Yeah, there, it's always, if it's a mundane thing, like paperwork or school or whatever, there's always like drastic negative emotion and screaming that oh, goes yeah. on with it. Like, say you're doing the thing, but I need you to know that there's something, like number two is wrong or whatever, and I just keep yelling at you and you don't acknowledge me, like right. that kind of um, exhausting rage in a dream, but not not just like doo-doo-doo-doo stuff. You know what I just realized is I think I have never had a stressful parenting dream. Oh my God. Which is so weird to me. Wow. Like I think without fail, parenting is one of the most stressful things in my life. Mm -hmm. And somehow my brain is just like, nah, you get enough of that. Well, I think that's what's happening. Yeah. And that's fantastic. (laughs) My God. Yeah. It's like it it knows that you need to rest. Yeah. You won't rest well if you dream about it. I did when Orion was first born have... Occasional dreams that I had had twins and had not noticed. Ooh. Um, and sometimes these dreams were, oh, that's why it's so much work. There's two of them. Oh. <laughs> and sometimes these dreams were, wait, it's been this much work with one of them and I've just been neglecting the other. <laughs> like the Simpsons Halloween episode where Bart has a twin in the, and he eats fish heads and stuff in the attic. Yep. Yeah, but that was really just like for the first few months <clears throat> until I kind of adjusted. Interesting. Yeah. I used to, I have not gotten this dream once since we got pregnant, but I used to frequently get dreams where I would suddenly have a baby for some reason. Mm-hmm. So either like I would be having a baby with someone uh, or someone would give me a baby and they would be like, I just had this baby. I can't take care of it. Here you go. And it was frequently that one. It and was what kind of emotion like, was associated with it? It was always like, a, okay, well, I have to like step up and take care of this baby. Oh, wow. Now. But it was like stress on top of that. Yeah. So I'd wake up and I'd be like, that was very stressful. And I also want a baby. This makes a lot of sense <laughs> to me, though, because I think that in the five years I have known you, like one of the primary things I have known about you is Tom wants a baby. Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You mentioned it a lot. Yeah. 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 That's but a good thing. That's yeah. nice. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah and it's it. they and you haven't had it since. No. Yeah. yeah. That's really cool. I haven't had any stressful dreams about babies since baby became a reality. That's cool. Yeah. It's maybe just my brain being like, (laughs) let's make him forget that that's possible and then he'll be stressed later. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, your brain's a meanie. If it's showing you spreadsheets and shit, (laughs) your brain is sadistic. Don't you just love Google Sheets? (laughs) (laughs) My brain often, like when you say parenting, for me it's my pets and very regularly have dreams where people are leaving doors open and nobody gives a shit and like and I have to yep. run after them. and then all of a sudden there's a million pets that look like my pets and I can't find oh, my no. pets and oh, it was yeah. like I can and then I feel guilty for not identifying that that black cat is Bruce and that one isn't and your yeah. cat's name is Bruce? Yes. Okay, I've been wondering what your cat's name is for like I think I realized you had a cat like a month ago. Oh, I've been I have two. I've been to your house like three times. Yes. <laughs> I just well, you've never seen Bruce. Yeah. Bruce is always Bruce is, is is Bruce because he's black and he's the Dark Knight, but the Dark Knight was too long, so he's Bruce. And then Todd is the floofy one. There's two. And, yes, there's two. Okay. You will. You might <laughs> have seen. You might have seen Todd, and he's a uh, Todd from the Fox and the Hound. Oh, nice. oh yeah. That's very cute. Yeah, my God. Also, speaking of weird childhood things, had a crush on the fox for a while. Who didn't? From the fox and the hound. Did you have a crush on the fox from Robin Hood? Of course. Well, I think that's where it comes from. Who does not have a crush on the fox from Robin Hood? And Maid Marian. Oh, such a beauty. Such a a graceful... Oh, my goodness. And the female squirrel in The Sword and the Stone. I never saw it. Does she have long lashes and squish her hips around? (laughs) She's just real cute. (laughs) (laughs) I just feel like they often sexualize the female cartoons for no reason. Uh, but they don't with Maid Marian. She's, she's like, just great. She's just yeah. strong and yeah. She does have the long swishy lashes. Well, yeah. yeah oh yeah, she's still beautiful, but yeah. not in a like. You want a banger? You want a banger? <laughs> fuck this fox. You want to fuck it? You want to hike that dress up and fuck it? I was looking at feedback because we put out that uh, that survey <laughs> yeah. last month or whatever. Um, I was looking at some audience feedback and one person commented, I really just can't tolerate swearing of any kind. And every time that I hear it, I feel like it's disgusting and I want to take my headphones off. And I made a vow in that moment to lean way harder into it from now Oh on. my goodness. That, wow. Yep. It just, oh no, I feel I mean, bad. Well, it just kind of seems like then, then I think you, I think you got your brand a little off here. <laughs> yeah. With what oh, you're listening yeah, to. Yeah, exactly. Like, you like take, you're taking the time to answer the survey 
uh, we, we swear all the we time. We swear constantly. I mean, like, yeah. yeah. I, on this network, have a podcast that is about, you know, literature for children where we swear constantly. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah. Like, well, I just, suppose it's also maybe he likes he or she. They love the show so much that they they're willing to shudder when we swear mm. just to get yeah. the rest of the content. Maybe, maybe. Yeah. I mean, have you always been this foul mouthed? To be fair, I think we maybe started swearing a little bit more when I brought on Kate and Adrian last summer. <laughs> <laughs> but I do. I have always sworn the same amount. Okay. It's yeah. more just that like Tim didn't swear much. Okay. And Simon swears sparingly. Yeah, that's true. So, like, bringing on hosts who are comfortable swearing just kind of meant that more people swear on average. Yeah, than we yeah, used to. yeah, I understand yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, I think it's fine. I, yeah. Well, the show is maturing, right? Yeah. When I was exactly. a child, I spake as a child, but now I am an adult. I've put aside childish things. That's from The Hobbit, right? <laughs> like not swearing. <laughs> Let's move on. (laughs) George, I hope that answered your question. On September 19th, 1993, NBC aired the first ever episode of Frasier, a spin-off series about psychiatrist Dr. Frasier Crane, the much-loved Seattle shrink from Cheers. Ten days earlier, a baby was born. A baby who, we'd come to learn, was destined to drop out of college and launch his own podcast network. That baby is me, Tom Zalatni, and this is a terrible, terrible idea. Tune in to They're Calling Again right here on the Upford Network. Eat healthy. Exercise regularly. Take cold showers. Avoid sugar. Practice yoga. Drink more water. Meditate. Practice mindfulness. Wear barefoot shoes. Avoid fat. Eat more fat. Go vegan. Try paleo. Do CrossFit. Drink bone broth. Try black P90X. Try a 30 squats a day. Eat more day squats. Keto strongly good. Eat more protein. Flares. Get more protein. Avoid the dirty dozen. Try a bar Drink Take an iron. Wear natural fiber. Use a standing Staying healthy can feel overwhelming at times. Sometimes it feels like you have to change all your habits just to meet the baseline. But sometimes, all it takes is one little change. Ether Kombucha contains four powerful probiotic strains along with essential vitamins and antioxidants, all in a delicious, refreshing package which helps regulate digestion, support the immune system, and aid in the body's natural detox processes. Living healthier can be a treat with Ether Kombucha. Ether Kombucha. Do what works for you. For more information, follow us on Instagram at Ether Kombucha. Hi, I'm Candace Pye, and I'm the host of Gal Chat, a weekly podcast where we give you our feminist takes on everything from sex and dating to politics and pop culture. It's a show that updates you on controversial headlines, dives into the latest movies and TV, and discusses things like Tinder troubles and Me Too struggles. I put out a new show every Tuesday with special guests, available on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. Subscribe, rate, review, and follow us on social media at Gal Chat Pod. We have a special request that we're going to take care of now. Um, As part of our Indiegogo campaign, people were able to send in questions for the show. And one person, Sarah Elder, uh, didn't send in a question, but just said, write a non-fat hazelnut latte style story again. Uh, For anyone who doesn't know what that is, um, maybe I think around episode 200, actually. Nope, that's in the future. Yep. (laughs) It would not have been 200. It was probably around episode 100. Um, We had a two hour long episode and part of it included Simon reading a story that uh, I wrote with my old roommate, Sam Houghton, the drummer of Crackers and Jam, uh, where Simon worked as a barista or something and flirted with a girl and (laughs) rode off on a horse together at the end. It was great. It was very (laughs) dumb. Uh, So Sarah wanted us to do that again. Well, Kate, I hope that you will find this story moving because this story was written about you. Oh, my God. So uh, I'm going to pass this to Kate. so nervous. So excited. I believe in you. Oh, my God. Nine lives. <laughs> what did you do, Tom? <laughs> Nine lives. A Kate and Paul story by Sam Houghton and Tom Zalatni. Is that a, an adequate voice for the Absolutely. for the reading? Will it fit? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I'm, my heart is beating like a hummingbird. Ever, that was not part of the story. <laughs> that was just moving in itself. <laughs> Ever since she was a little girl, Kate Bradley had big dreams. Big old dreams with little rosy dream babies. The patriarchy had led Kate to believe that these little rosy dream babies were her destiny, manifest and necessary for her completion as a human female. However, little did she, little did she know that she was not a human after all, but instead was a podcast host, the lowest life form in the known universe. You see, podcast hosts were only known to do thing, two, only known to do two things: 
The first was speaking into a microphone as if people care. <laughs> the second, something far more sinister. Thoroughly depraved and lacking in morals, doing marijuanas, smoking pot. <laughs> Please make air quotes. Come on, put, you can't put that after in a, in a cold read. <laughs> now, Kate has always been a good, productive member of society. <laughs> she, <laughs> she would wake up a quarter past three in the morning and go to school or wherever it is normal people go. Sorry. Anyway, she always prided herself on her ability to draw things that nobody else could draw. Things like Spider-Mans and Dragon Ball Zeds. <laughs> she had a natural gift for art and a supernatural gift for blart. Paul. <laughs> That's, I really wish I was stoned right now. That's why she married a guy whose name was also Paul. Good segue. This is going well. Kate's Paul, her husband, was no mere mall cop. He was a skating rink cop. That means he was in charge of sharpening skates and sharpening young minds. <laughs> Unfortunately, he would often get the children and the skates confused, as he also liked doing the smoka smoka. And after sharpening a child's head for the third time that season, he was promptly fired. What am I supposed to do now that I'm not, skate not a skating rink cop anymore, babe? It's okay, I will support us with my lucrative podcasting career, Kate reassured him. This was not true. <laughs> but, but Kate needed Paul to believe that she believed in his belief in himself. Believing is very important in relationships or whatever. They, so they sat around believing they weren't hungry until they got bored and hungrier and finished all the crackers, at which point they began to think of alternative means of income. What if we recorded our dogs, Trixie and Artu, spelt A-R-T-O-O, the Jack Russell's terrier, having a dog conversation and called it the dog cast, yes. Paul suggested yes. excitedly. That's a stupid fucking idea, Polly, Kate shot back, <laughs> exasperated. But Kate had a better idea. We could become drug lords. I hear that is a lucrative line of work. Little did they know someone was listening to their conversation. Even littler did they know that that someone was their cat, and that their cat, whose name I do not know because they really never talk about him or her, they mostly just focus on the dogs, was actually internationally renowned drug kingpin Fidel Catstro. <laughs> <laughs> Bravo. Now, one would imagine that being a cat drug kingpin with a pun name would be difficult. But this is a dumb short story being read on a podcast. Stop thinking about it. Fidel Castro and his or her crafty kitty cartel were feared around Oshulaga for their violent but oh-so-adorable tactics. Their claws were sharp, but their business acumen was sharper. Nobody could move product like the crafty kitty cartel. Nobody could push drugs on children like a soft puss. <laughs> <laughs> One day, while their drug operation was going swimmingly, Kate and Paul came home to a horrifying sight. Their cat was flushing all their hard-earned marijuana dollars down the toilet. "'What are you doing, fuzzy friend whose name escapes me at this moment?' asked Kate as she stood in the bathroom doorway, occupying a third of it, while Paul occupied the other two-thirds. This is so much math. <laughs> "'I can't sit by and watch the two people I love the most throw their lives away on some cheap-ass Coot St. Luke barbecue-ass bushweed. I've spent eight of my nine lives selling drug.' And I hope that's not a typo. "'And I just can't let you throw your lives away doing the same thing. You only have one life.' I have nine. Also, you're stealing my custies. Fuck. Oh, fuck. Fuck with me. Fuck with me, bro. What? <laughs> At this juncture, Kate and Paul began to wonder if they were actually tripping fucking nuts. <laughs> they did not remember doing any psychedelic narcotics. However, their cat was shaking them down, and that was unnerving to say the least. They had to think fast, so they cut a deal. We'll stop selling drugs if you start paying rent. I think it's only fair that a cat who speaks English and has a full-time job should start chipping in around here, suggested Paul, the man of the house, who secretly hoped that the cat would just cover all their expenses and he could just develop an app about hockey or something. <laughs> the cat agreed, but on one condition. You need to start telling more stories about me on social media. <laughs> the music shifted in tone and got sad at this point in the story. You're always posting photos about Trixie and Artu. 
but I'm here too, and I deserve just as much love, if not more, because I have a job and put bread on the table, and they just fucking bark at shit for no reason. Like, if they see a bird or something creaks a floorboard or something. Kate and Paul knew that what their cat, who definitely has a name, was saying was true. They had been neglecting him or her and needed to start being more inclusive about their social media posts with regards to their pets. This seemed like an oddly specific request, especially as the cat was a drug dealer and presumably would want less social media attention. But as we all know, cats subsist off... Subsist off... What? Cats subsist off heart reacts. What, what? Anyway, we're still in a bathroom watching an interspecies drug deal happening. Does it still count as a drug deal if it's a, dr- if it's a deal about drugs, but nobody is specifically selling or purchasing anything? These questions are more... Are more... Are not... How high were you at this end? <laughs> These questions and more are not yes. important. That was my problem. The only thing that's important is that nobody will ever forget that cat's name ever again. Because it's a pun on the name of former Cuban president Fidel Castro. Finn. Well done, Kate. Oh my goodness, thank you for that roller coaster. <laughs> Kate, may I ask? Yes. Which of your cats is Fidel Castro? Ooh, important. It has to be Todd. <laughs> It has to be Todd. Todd Todd is the Todd's Todd's the one who takes risks, who who goes nuts, you know? Yeah. I straight up thought you only had one cat when you wrote this. (laughs) Well, I'm glad you thought that because that would have gone in so many different directions. Although we that means that there is a kitty cat cartel. Yeah. Because (gasps) That's right. Yeah. The other cat whose name I can't remember anymore. Bruce. (laughs) Bruce. There we go. Yeah, Bruce is the runner, for sure. Bruce the Bat Lord, come on. Yeah. Mm. Holy crap, Tom Sequel? and Sam. Thank you for that. <laughs> very good. Oh, my Thank God. You. Thank you. We uh, d- did some 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 smoking this afternoon and wrote it. That's amazing. There are emojis in this story. <laughs> yes. Yes. There are. I'm sorry for not sharing that. <laughs> Yeah, is that is that a is that a, a, a rubbing chin emoji after the fuck with me, bro? There's two it's, two. It's, it's the thinking emoji. <laughs> where the guy's like hilarious. Mm. <laughs> oh my god! And what uh, can we please explain to uh, vocabulary list Kate? What cats subsist off heart reacts? Heart reacts like uh like the love react on Facebook. Ah, uh, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Because I love react to people's photos of their cats usually. Yeah, 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 yeah. I got it. I got it. I only angry react to photos of cats. (laughs) Oh, yeah? Fuck your cat, dude. Fuck it. Just because that's, I feel like, the react that is closest to a cat. Mm -hmm. Uh, There should be a hiss react. (laughs) And can we just establish that there should be just a straight up happy face react? A thumbs up does not mean happy. (laughs) It just means I agree. I want one that's just like, oh, that's... Yeah, I mean, yeah, that makes me happy. Yeah. yeah, I really like using the wow react. <laughs> yeah, it's my favorite. React. I like using the wow react sarcastically. Wow, uh, wow. I I pretty much exclusively use the wow react <laughs> sarcastically. Um, I'm I'm happy I know that now. <laughs> oh, are we gonna jump into the turtle's butt? Ooh, we're jumping <coughs> into the turtle's butt, yeah, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? That's that's gonna be the official name for this. <laughs> We're just going to hop right into the turtle's butt. In... We got a bunch of questions from people as part of our Indiegogo campaign this summer, uh, and also some questions from low-level le- low patrons and uh, past guests of the show. Oh, I think fun. there's a question from Paul in here, even. Really? Yeah. Paul. Really? Paul. Interesting. Uh, so, for forever, we're just going to you know grab some stuff out of the turtle's butt and forever? Uh, make it happen. Tefer, do you want to do the honors of grabbing the first thing from the turtle's oh, butt? Oh, but wait. Can Tom, can you make a noise? What, what, do, what noise does it make when you reach into the turtle's butt? Go for it. <laughs> do I also read it? Yes. All right. No, uh, you just get to keep it. It's a gift. So, so read where it's from and who it's from. And This what is, is an Indiegogo question mm-hmm. from Laura Lee Rhodes. Oh, sweet. Now that Craigslist Personals has shut down and the bog dwellers have inundated regular dating websites, how am I supposed to go out for ice cream with someone and not risk death? <laughs> Whoa. That's an important question. How do you like meet new people to go on dates with without worrying that someone on Tinder is secretly... Gonna murder you. 
I've very, I really haven't dated much, yeah. and it is something that I can like. I've never been able to not be terrified of. Yep. Like you're, you're going out with someone that you've never met before, often in the evening. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I was gonna ask real quick. How many of us have dated in the last five years? Just how many me. dates did you go on? <laughs> five max. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah. I don't know. That's, and then sometimes, sometimes like, the guy would, picks yeah. the woman. Like before, like the guy would pick the woman up, right? Mm-hmm. That would be like the traditional thing. Now it's obviously beyond that. But like, you get into a dude's car that you've never. Yeah, I I will say that I have a friend who just got engaged to her boyfriend of like five years this year, and they met on Craigslist personals. Literally. Literally. Are they okay. both bog dwellers? No, they're very nice people. Okay. They try to murder each other, but their knives just kind of connected <gasps> with each other. It was like a clink, clink, clink. Wait a minute, you're the one. Clink, yes. Clink. I oh, think that's they... sad that the only time it's a match is if they don't kill each other. Well, yeah. I think they just like went out on four by fours and then liked each other. Those are special um, people. What's a that four by an, four? Uh, like a like a oh like side bouncing. by side they drove down the road like bumping into each other Mario Kart style. I mean probably on paths because that's what you do when you're a country. Yeah, dick. you oh. you off road with them. Oh, yeah, that's you don't cool. city yeah. city slick. There were like trails cut all through the woods. That's a fun house. date, but also sounds really dangerous. Well, I mean, so easy to get killed on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah but yeah. it worked out. What if them? one of them had been a murderer who was like, "I'm going to kill you with my four by four Easy. Yeah. Easy. So easy. It, and and I just thought like, what if you had if you had a four by four and a spoon, you're you're so you're dead. Um, I will say that one of my fr- one of my friends. So again, this is all, this is all just like like I have never done the online dating because uh-huh. I was in the church for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of my friends said that the way she weeds people out is by. Um, stating some of her intersectional feminist views on her <laughs> profile right, because right. she gets a lot of very aggressive messages from dudes, mm-hmm. but then it's a really good way to filter them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I saw a video on women growing their armpit hair, mm-hmm. and it was just like a ladylike experiment thing. But the women who had it regularly, yeah, said that it was um, a good way to weed out the assholes. Yeah. Because they yeah. wouldn't, uh, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Being upfront about the things that that you, are important to you. I guess just being upfront about who you are as a person, right, mm-hmm. is a good way to weed out people who won't like who you are as a person. Yeah. But on the other hand, if we're talking about a serial killer, oh, you're oh, right. Maybe yeah. he's a serial killer who hates armpit hair so much that, right? Yeah. Would hope like he targets specifically. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, well the yeah, that's, that's true. Yeah, yeah, that that doesn't really work because they. Yeah, I'm so sorry, Laura. We are not reassuring <laughs> you. Well, I, I want to say yeah. I would just want to say good job on on the ice cream. Yeah. yeah, that's a good way to. Yeah, you know, no serial killers eat ice cream. This is no, a true story. None. Yeah, proven fact. I've never seen a serial killer eating ice cream before. Never. Dexter. Never. Does he eat ice cream ever? Oh, shit. I feel like I have a memory of him licking a cone. Was that in Chicago, though? That might have been in Chicago. The other thing that Michael C. Hall was in. Oh, is I know. I don't know. No, I haven't seen that. Yeah, I think think a good way to avoid meeting sketchy people on the internet is to not try to meet people on the internet. It's so hard now. Oh, well, I mean, sorry, you were going to say? You could date women. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. Have you tried women? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Would recommend. Less less risk. <laughs> less uh, risk of physical harm for sure. You were saying maybe something more useful. Well, I was just when when I when I uh, tr- try to give advice with regards to this, I always say like tr- like what are your hobbies and try to yeah. go to activities where there's more people. Like if you yeah. like dancing, go dance. If you like crafting, go crafting like in groups and then you can meet people without it being like mm-hmm. a date and then you can get to know people a little bit yeah. before yeah. you meet people I mean, at I think- improv. Like, yeah. obviously, the practical thing is only date, like, only do a first date in a public space. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Make sure you have a friend who knows where you are and who you're with. Yeah. Have a, like, you know, code. Um, know that apparently on the iPhone, if you press the home button five times, it'll call 911 for you. Oh, yeah. There's a lot. There's a few um, apps that give stuff like that as well. Yeah. There yeah. are ways to. Like, I've been the person who, like, I don't know, my friend will be going on a date and be like, if I haven't texted you by 9 p.m., mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a really you know, good give me a call. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Your backups because yeah. that's the thing. It's the like going out and then uh, didn't hear from you yeah. or anything. Then yeah. you, you don't know. And I mean, mm-hmm. like, don't you know? Don't drink heavily or do uh, brain 
wibbling drugs on a first date yeah yeah i agree that yeah Yeah. i agree that the first date because like i i don't know when i went out clubbing as an undergrad briefly um my rule was just that i wouldn't drink when i went out Mm -hmm. which like kept things pretty safe because Mm -hmm. like i could like hook up with somebody at the club and then like leave yeah Mm. yeah yeah yeah. and you know i you didn't need help leaving because you were so drunk yeah exactly exactly Uh, which was i mean just the way that i did it personally it's not necessarily the way everybody has to do it i did not i did stupid shit (laughs) (laughs) i I drank a lot when i was alone (laughs) i just ghosted on most of my dates Oh my goodness, Tom. You Not just, ghosted. Wow. I would bail like last minute. You just texted oh, me yeah. through all of your dates. That's true. Tom! <laughs> Tom! <laughs> goodness me. Yeah. Next question. Laura, I hope this helps. I hope that uh, you don't get murdered by a serial killer. That wasn't the follow through I wanted. But I mean, I, I hope that too as well. Yeah. But yeah. What was the follow through? You need to give a Tom, God damn it. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> It's from Indiegogo, mm-hmm. and it's his name is John Seabag. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. John Seabag. It makes me laugh. What do you think about chess? Good musical. It's a musical? Is everything a goddamn musical? <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ, Tom. Um, have you ever heard One Night in Bangkok? Yes. That's from chess, actually. Oh, really? Yeah. It, oh. It was from the musical chess, but it just kind of became a pop song also. Oh, yeah. okay. Um, there is a <clears throat> dessert called chess pie, which I like very much. What is it? Is, does it have like the checkered? It does not. Oh. I don't know why it's called chess pie, but it's uh, it's uh, the famous crack pie from Milk Bar in New York City is in fact a chess pie, and it's kind of a like caramelly, and you can throw whatever in it, and it's yeah, just like hearty and sweet. I like it. Mm-hmm. I like it very much. That sounds good. The game of chess, however, <laughs> I think that causes probably me what stress. He was actually asking about. Yeah, but I mean, <clears throat> this is what I know. I don't about want chess. her to hold that information <laughs> no, back. Yeah, that Anything with delicious. caramel needs to be shared, yeah. um, verbally and orally. Um, I, <laughs> I, I don't. I'm not good at it. I haven't played a lot of it. Mm. Um, I always get intimidated that I'm like boring the other person when they know what they're doing mm-hmm. um and also the the good old i don't know if this is good i don't i don't know if this move is going to lead anywhere right and then uh my dad would add stress because when i would play with my little brother he'd get really upset that we were joking and and talking he was like no talking oh. during the game just make your moves and it's like well this isn't fun yeah yeah that sucks yeah i really like chess but that's because the people who made me play chess when i was a kid did it in a way that was exciting um Ooh. <clears throat> So my grandpa liked chess, mm-hmm. or I guess still likes chess. I just haven't played chess with him in a long time. So I would play chess with him, and it was always really fun. Uh, it would take forever, because he would really think about it, but it was nice. Uh, but then in elementary school, we actually had uh, my third grade teacher, Alain, what's his mm-hmm. name, uh, set up a chess tournament for us uh, that was points-based. So you would get points for every one of your opponent's pieces you, like... Eight? Killed, conquered. Don't eight. you eat them? Eight. You eight. eat them. I feel like maybe probably not actually. I'm pretty sure you eat them. You eat them. That's what makes the game so unpleasant. (laughs) I don't need literally tougher. And expensive to play. I mean, it's, oh, takes. They take them. Take them, yeah. Yeah, that sounds right. Uh, I like like eat them. I like this. I want, as somebody who doesn't play chess anyway. We can have edible chess. That sounds great. (gasps) With edibles. Bad idea. No, that's a horrible <laughs> idea. That's too many pieces, Tom. That's too many pieces. It's like 16 per side. Or like one of them is an edible and you just don't know which. The others are all hot peppers. Oh, um, fuck that game. So so anyway, he, he set up like a points-based chess game for us. Yeah. Where uh, every day for like an hour at some point, we would play chess. Um, so you would like pair up against someone and like you could rotate or you could play against the same person over and over again. And basically the goal was to like take out as many of their pieces as possible to get uh-huh. points. And so like pawns were worth one, other guys were worth two, three, whatever. Um, and then if you like won as well, you would get an extra bonus, like 10 points or something. Okay, because so, I was just going to ask, like, did that change how you played the game because of the point system? Not necessarily, but it, it did make you think about like taking out the higher value pieces if you were like about to lose. Right, right. Because right. it's like you you want to still score if you're not going to win. Uh-huh. Um, and that made it so much fun because it made us like really think about like, okay, the strategy around that. And also it just was like incentivizing us to play something. Yeah. Because I feel like with chess, because it's like you either win or lose, you don't really feel like you 
can enjoy it if you're going to lose. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. if you add points to it and it's like over the span of like a month and it's a bunch of other people you're playing against every day, it like, I don't know, it adds something to it, you know? Yeah, that's super cool. Yeah, it really enhanced the experience. Go ally. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well done. Yeah. The only good memory of any of my elementary school teachers doing, oh, yeah? doing something like fancy. Yeah, I don't think I had any who did anything fancy. Mm-hmm. But I did have a fancy chessboard. Well, mm-hmm. my dad had, it was, whoop, whoop, sorry, <laughs> tipping, <good>. tipping things. <laughs> uh, it was, the, how, can you give me a size on this, Tom? I'm, I'm making the shape with my hands. About a foot. A foot? About a foot wide. No, but like Less all my all of this, this whole shape here. Oh, um, like two by two by two by two. What's the? Uh, there's like a film board that has this as their logo. Do you know what I'm talking about? Oh, and if. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. You look you look like that right now. That doesn't help me at all. <laughs> You're trying to figure out so the chessboard was about the diameter of this. Y- yeah, like the if you like all yeah. the, the corn like, like yeah. an extra large pizza. I, I would say yes, two feet in, a, in yeah. diameter. So is like about it, was a big, it was a big one with these massive yes. pieces, wood yeah, carved yeah, yeah. pieces. Hmm. It was super cool. I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah. I always wanted a fancy chessboard, but I never wanted to play chess. Hmm. Yeah. I understand that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. ugh. my sister and I would play with the pieces. Yeah, you exactly. Know? We would like act things out. My brother played chess. Mm-hmm. My brother was that kind of nerd, um, which I guess tells you what I think about chess. <laughs> <laughs> so loaded. It's Chess is one of those things that like, I, I, I think if I had got into it, I would have gotten very into it, but mm-hmm. I didn't get into it. So I have mm-hmm. to just be like, who good, plays chess? Yeah, that's a good point. Because I, fe- I feel like I would get into it too. It, it, but I was so held back by the I'm not good at, enough at this to continue. And I'm I'm a burden on the player, right. who, you know. Yeah. yeah. But you're right. It, it would be. People who are good at chess, I think, are often not very good teachers. Possibly. People who are good at chess, I think, are often like calculating. Clearly, you are not smart enough to learn this. And I don't want to waste my time with you mm. if you don't wow me in the first two games. Right. Or perhaps this is my own experience. Yeah, I think it's a pretty yeah. sweeping chess player comment there. Yeah, yeah it is. It it's is. I know sweeping. I have known very few chess players in Harvard Square in Cambridge. I used to spend a lot of time there when I went to my music lessons. There are permanent chess player uh chess boards. Oh, up. that's cool. <laughs> and permanent there are chess players. There, well, there are also the first permanent AI. chess players. There are old men who all they do yeah, yeah. is sit there and play chess. Uh, so perhaps if I had sat down with one of these sages and said to him, teach me. But perhaps he would have been a serial killer. <laughs> yeah. And also have... possible. Yeah. And I was busy being an orchestra nerd. So many nerds. So yeah. many different types of nerds. Indeed. I think we have time for one more. Okay. Can, can we just, this is something I'm trying to work on. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd like to apologize to John for laughing at his last name. <laughs> that was not cool of me. And uh, yeah. Your name is fine. I yeah. apologize. Yeah. Our final question comes from an Indiegogo donor. Ann Smith, who I think is also one of our Patreon supporters. Didn't she send chocolate? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, it's Anne. the same Ann who sent the chocolate last week. That's cool. right. Um, Ann asks, if you had a toilet that played songs or sounds when you use it, like they have in Japan, what would you like it to play? So what kind of theme song for when you're doing a poo? Oh, well, that's different than a pee, isn't it? It's oh, very different. That's true. Do oh, you want you different don't... ones? For... I, I poop, always do both. Poop, pee, and uh, um, 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 menstrual product. Pe- oh, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Because that, that is, is such a specific. Three, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it is. <laughs> Just doing a number three. I like that I'm using that. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> if I ever have a period again. It's, it's like a Vitamix situation. <laughs> you know, it's just everything together. Anyways. That's how I experience it. That is yeah. how periods yeah, feel. Yeah, yeah, it is. When yeah. you get like the cramps and the the diarrhea and the constant, yeah. it's just like everything about me is disgusting. Yes, yes. Right now, I'm just anyway, mm. which is the complete opposite to a smoothie. So I don't know how I Vitamix that. But uh, I've had some gross smoothies in my life. Me too. Texture wise, especially. Oh, rarely flavor. Usually oh, yeah? texture. Mm. Yeah. Powdery. Yeah, a little grit. Mm. Yeah. Oh, I didn't make the sound earlier when I pulled out of the turtle's butt. Oh, oh God. Yeah. That's the sound I want when I go to the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> On repeat? Yeah, just constantly. <laughs> so it really depends, like, what? how do you want to feel? Mm. Do you want to feel energized? Do you want... Because, I mean, if it's a simple yeah. poo, mm. a, a nice poo, yeah. you're like, oh, I want, like, like you know that, that um, drip, drip, drop, and the rain is falling at the, in Bambi? There's like yeah, a song yeah, when yeah, the yeah, raindrops yeah. fall. Okay. I might want that. But then if it's like a hard poo and I really got to work hard, then it might be like Rage Against the Machine or, mm. you know. So a mood sensing tiger. toilet yeah. scene. 
Huh? A mood sensing toilet seat. Yeah. <gasps> you sit on it and it's like a mood ring, but for your butt. So it senses how you feel through your butt and then it plays music accordingly. Yes. I want to say that when you said that the baby kicked really hard. He's into it. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. He will make it happen. Oh, he will. <laughs> he will make it happen. So that will be his first Kickstarter. I'm so proud. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, I think that for pooping, I would just want to have the like, ooh. Yeah. Oh, like the like the like the like the not Kellogg's, not Kellogg's. Through a door, through a door, through a, through a wall, through a brick wall. Kool Aid Man. Kool Aid Man. Kool-Aid that man. Yeah, that seems like, more appropriate like for over number and three. Over again. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, but oh, like for yeah. for number three, I feel like you need some fucking like Alanis Morissette. <laughs> and I'm here. Oh, we went to different places. <laughs> to remind you of the mess you left. When you uh, went away, right? Yes. Like your uterus is like, why the fuck am I not pregnant? Oh, fuck you, uterus. Yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute. Is Linger even Alanis? I'm no. an idiot, aren't I? Yes. That's the cranberries, isn't it? Yes. Yep, there we go. You're an idiot. I'm a dumb. Big dumb crumb. <laughs> <laughs> I would actually really benefit from having music playing when I sit on the toilet so that it can time me. Okay. Sometimes I do this if I need to take a shower and I need to be sure that I'm out of the shower within 10 minutes. Oh. I put on a song that's nine and a half minutes long. That's really smart. Like Europe Endless by Kraftwerk. <laughs> like? Specifically that one. Because then I know that as it starts to like fade out, I should be like rinsing everything yeah. off and hopping out and, you know. That's great. That's a great idea. Yeah. So if your toilet song is like the but same every time, Why you'll do you know. need the time on the toilet? Well, just like, you know, sometimes you take your phone in with you, right? Oh, and you're like, yeah. I'm going to tweet some stuff while I'm pooping. And then it's half an hour later and you've been done pooping for like 26 minutes. Yes. Like, okay, well. Yes. If you have the song, then you feel a sense of shame when Eye of the Tiger stops playing and <laughs> starts over again on a loop. And it could help with not getting hemorrhoids. Yeah. Yeah. Or like leg sleep problem. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, because I have the squatty potty, so that happens yeah. for sure. That's my cue. You've been here too long. Right, when your leg starts to fall. Gets but then the you have to sit a little longer till it wakes up again. Yeah, and then you get caught. You're like, I'll distract myself with my yeah. phone. I did not have my phone today um, because I left it at my sister's house and didn't get it till How the afternoon. How did you feel? And I had to poop. And it was just really, it was upsetting. What did you, like, where did where did your mind go? Well, I brought a book because I, I realized hmm. suddenly, like, oh, I don't have my phone. Okay. So I brought um, uh, Princess Diaries 2, Princess in the Spotlight by Meg Cabot <laughs> with Whoa. me. Um, and read the part where Mia's mom discovers she is pregnant and felt deeply, deeply sympathetic to her mom. Oh. Um, because she sort of wanders out in her robe looking very shocked. That's that sounds, what I did. That sounds... That doesn't fit the 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 lead up. Like I'm seeing this woman in a robe, and she's like, oh, but you said like she was empathizing with her. Well, mom. because she, so her mom just started dating this guy like a month ago. Oh, which I, I just felt it kind of sympathetically because I had a similar experience. Oh, this year. I got, I got, you, yeah. Okay, I misunderstood. Wait, your mom's dating someone since when? <laughs> I just sympathize with <laughs> mom characters. <laughs> Holy <laughs> crap! That was a cave dweller right there. It just took me a second. I was like, what? Oh, was that sincere? I thought you yeah. were just being a jerk. No, no, no. Really... no. He, I saw it on his face. He was. I really thought for half a second that your mom had a boyfriend. Yes, and my sixty-eight-year-old mother is pregnant. Oh. <laughs> you were talking about yourself. Yes. <laughs> Yes, Tom. I want to know the titles of all the Princess Diaries books because I just realized that I don't know them. And I've pulled up the list on Wikipedia. <clears throat> we have the Princess Diaries. There are many of them, baby. My God, so there's many. over seven. <laughs> there are so many of them. The Princess Diaries, Volume 2, Princess in the Spotlight. Volume 3, Princess in Love. Volume 4, Princess in Waiting. I knew that. Volume 4 and a half, Project yep. Princess. Yep. Volume 5, Princess in Pink. Volume 6, Princess in Training. Volume 6 and a half, The Princess Present. Is that the baby? <laughs> no. Volume 7, Party Princess. Volume 7 and a half, Sweet 16 Princess. Volume 7 and 3 quarters, Valentine Princess. Yeah, that one's bullshit. <laughs> Shocking. Are the are the halves and three quarters shit that they plug in later? They're very short. Mm. They're like novellas. Oh. That makes sense. I will say the princess present one is just one where she is trying to find the perfect present for her boyfriend. Oh Does my she? goodness. It's not as dumb as it sounds. They're actually very good. If you would like to know more about the Princess Diaries books, we actually just did the Ultimate oh. Princess Smackdown on Yeah, where we talk about Princess Diaries versus Ella Enchanted, which is the most epic princess experience. Cool. Mm. Tom, Yeah. be honest with me. 
did you fake wanting to know the titles of those of the books just so that she could do that? No, I was genuinely curious. Oh, to see what I the love titles it. Are. And Yay. the final one, the tenth book, is called Forever Princess. It's actually very good. So that's the one where she's an adult. Okay. I think. And I enjoy it a lot because it's just these books are very good. The Princess Diaries books are very good. Like they sound like, feel very good. Silly. Yeah, they're feel good. They're funny. They're actually very feminist. They're oh, like that's cool. They're they're fun and um and she did this there was this fun year where like both she and the um Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants authors did these sort of ten years after where are they now novels. Oh, fun. And both of them are really good. And it's just like really nice because you get to see her as an adult, like coming into her own as a monarch on the throne and like Ooh. So she's an actual princess. Yeah. And Oh <sighs> Duff? Was Duff in the movies? No, uh Anne Hathaway. But the movies. <clears throat> Well, Hillary you can listen enough. to our episode to find out how we feel about that. Indeed. Plug, 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 plug. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So that's how we feel about what was even the question. Toilets. Singing toilets. Forgotten. Singing toilets. Yeah. Singing toilets. Yeah. So it uh, could be utilitarian. There's a Good Bob's Burgers episode with an animatronic... Uh, um, um, toilet? Toilet. What does it do to you? It just it's tells ju- jokes it's mostly. It's just your friend. Oh, okay. It's just your friend. Oh, yeah. Then you would never leave the bathroom. Exactly. That's all that's missing in the bathroom is a friend. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> right share this episode with a friend you would bring to the bathroom yeah with you. <laughs> well that brings us to the end of this week's episode if you liked it consider supporting us on patreon for as little as a dollar a month you get to send questions for the turtle's butt uh, and for as little as five dollars a month you can have them be featured questions which we spend a little more time on uh, there's lots of other cool perks as well you can support us for free by leaving a rating and review on Stitcher or Apple Podcasts and uh, share this episode with a friend you would bring to the bathroom yeah. with you. Uh, maybe a friend who likes chess. Or, Ooh, uh, bathroom chess. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only chess. thing the bathroom is really missing. <laughs> um, share this episode with your cat or your drug dealer. <laughs> <laughs> What's my cat's name, uh, Tom? Hey! And the other one is Todd, which I'm never going to forget because that's a great name for a cat. <laughs> He's beautiful. I love it. I love you, Todd, if you're listening. <laughs> you can follow the show on Twitter at Down With Talking and each of us individually. I'm at Tom Zlatni. I'm at Red Random. I'm at Teffer Bear or the Yeah, po- or yeah Podcast. Sweet. Sweet. Uh, does anyone have anything to plug while we're here? No. <laughs> I don't. No, I don't. I don't have anything. I mean, I have a podcast called The Yeah Podcast where we <laughs> talk about young adult lit and what it can mean for people of any age, and it's very fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, check it out. Yeah. Check it out. Check Fucking it out. sweet check it logo, out. by oh. the way. I love it. And Hannah Bailey, my co-host, designed that. It's great. I yeah. love it. The pink and yeah. yellow with the yeah. black. That is actually Tight. like maybe the, the primary feedback we get. Oh, Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't care what you talk about. Just show me that logo. <laughs> yeah. So we'll, buy some swag with our yeah. with our tight ass logo. Indeed, totally. indeed. Special thanks to Crackers and Jam for letting us use the title track off their EP Benson as our theme music. You can find all their music for sale at crackersandjam.bandcamp.com. <laughs> this show is produced and edited by Tom Zalatni for the Upford Network. You can find out about all our great shows at upfordnetwork.com. Did they hear that effect or did oh, it they just did, sound? They did. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much for listening, everybody. We love you all. Sorry. <laughs> I don't know. Indeed. Something Paul says on uh, topics of high importance, and I always disagree with him <laughs> saying that because we don't know who's listening. We don't know. You can love someone abstractly. Right. See you guys next week. Yes, <laughs> 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 see you. Benson, Joe, Benson, 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 Benson,